It's been a very big year for my family and I. Many wonderful things have taken place, nothing terrible, everything good, just maybe too much good stuff in a way. So I'm a bit, I've been a bit overwhelmed and now a little bit tired. How's your 2019 been? It's good to remember, isn't it? It's good to think back. You know, they say uh, with the advent of all the devices that we carry around, and maybe this doesn't affect everybody in the room equally, but for younger people particularly, there is this uh, loss of the capacity to remember things because the human brain is wonderful and it has so many connectors in it and the ones that continue to grow and develop are the ones that we use and the ones that we don't use kind of die off. They're, they're resources that aren't required so they stop being there and because we don't really need to remember anything anymore, we've got our, all our photos on our phone, we can look up any bit of information we need on Google and we have all our appointments there and all that sort of stuff, people are remembering less and less. It seems that we know more and we know how to find out more, but we're prone to forget it faster. It's good to remember. It's good to look back and put together again in our mind's eye that which has occurred. This is how we hold on to and honour the past. In fact, it's how we make sense of our lives. And so we see in Isaiah this celebration, a looking back at God's faithfulness. Now, this is not always an easy task for us because not everything that happens is easy for us to hold in our mind's eye. Some things are difficult and uh, we don't like to remember them, perhaps. And it's good to recall here, as Isaiah offers his prophecy, that the history of Israel is already littered with traumatic losses, corruption and compromise at the highest level, a crisis of faith that threatened the very foundation of the identity of the people. All sorts of things had happened in Israel. How has your year been? Can you remember? What bits do you remember? What do they mean to you? The paradox of life is that it's not so much what actually happens, but what it means for us that has the biggest impact. For Israel, as they reflected on their checkered history, the important things were not the many ways they dropped the ball in terms of their faithfulness, not their idolatry or the numerous sieges their cities had faced. It wasn't the plundering and desecration of their holy temple or the eventual eviction from the promised land. The most important thing was the fact that God remained faithful to them throughout all of these things. This is what they came to appreciate as their ultimate blessing. And I heard an echo of this sentiment in a conversation I had with Wei, my daughter, a couple of weeks before we went off on our trip to Taipei. Um, I remember recounting to her, we were having some kind of conversation about parental anxiety. And I was saying to her that I was a bit anxious about the trip ahead because I didn't know what would happen and whether it would be a good experience or a bad experience and it was difficult for me to see a daughter I loved, go through a difficult journey. And Wei, who is just unbelievably sensible, and I've asked her if I can tell this story, even though she's not here this morning, she did give me permission, and uh, she stopped me in my tracks 
And she said, Dad, we know it's going to be difficult. <laughs> this is my 12-year-old daughter reassuring me. Dad, we know it's going to be difficult. The worst case scenario is if Lee Ja, her birth mother, doesn't show up at all. That would be devastating, she says. And then she says, but I've got you and I've got mum and we'll be all right. We'll work it out. It'll be okay. And in a sense, you could say it wasn't so much what would happen that was the important part. It's who sticks with you as you go through it that really makes what happens good or bad, in a sense. That's what matters the most. And for God's people, this extraordinary faithfulness and manifest grace of God meant that they had an unchallengeable sense of belonging as God's people. The people could see that their relationship with God was utterly secure. It was not dependent on their own faithfulness. It rested securely on God's commitment and faithfulness. When relationship is based on somebody else's unshakable faithfulness, you cannot lose that relationship. You could turn your back on it, for sure. You could miss out on all the benefits of their love for you if you didn't decide to take them up or you, you know, spawn them in every turn. But if the person remains faithful to you, at any moment you can turn around and they will welcome you back. And this is the nature of God's love. You need only turn around and you will discover that you are still loved. And this is an incredible thing because it allows us to have a very strong sense of identity and yet still be welcoming and inclusive. The power of this relationship, God, is its inclusive acceptance of everybody. It's a new kind of community, a new kind of people. Often groups will uh, use exclusion to create a strengthened sense of identity. Um, we know who we are because we are not them. And you'll see this in all sorts of ways, attitudes in everything from immigration to social, socioeconomics, you know, well, we're not from that side of the tracks or whatever it might be, uh, from what suburb you live in. I'm, I remember saying to somebody when we lived in Manly, you know, people that lived on the western side of um, Pittwater Road, which is the one that runs along the beach, everyone on the western side were Westies. <laughs> uh, so, and even religion can be used to firm up your identity and make you know who you are. And we do it with Christianity as well. You know, denominations, we kind of delineate ourselves according to who we are and who we're not. We don't baptise infants or we're the ones that don't disregard the scriptures or we're the ones who haven't abandoned all the really good traditions. We're the ones who haven't forgotten the gifts of the spirit, that kind of thing. When your identity and belonging rely on something that is not about you and not about them, but about the graciousness of the God who calls us, we can be confident in both our identity and our belonging while remaining welcoming and inclusive because it doesn't dilute who we are and it doesn't threaten our belonging there which is an amazing thing, I believe. It's so amazing we barely understand it. In fact, it means that we don't ever need to deceive anybody about who we are. The grace of God means that we don't have to pretend. God's love for us holds us, and that means there's no pressure to be this 
or that. We need not feel compulsion to deceive each other. It's God's grace that accepts us and makes us acceptable. Now, certainly certain people struggle to extend that grace to one another, and so you'll find in certain groups that um, people don't feel accepted and their struggles in that way. But that really says more about the person who's struggling to accept other people, that they need to understand at a deeper level how God's grace comes to them. Because as we are touched by that grace, it flows through us and we touch other people with it. Our Saviour experiences our afflictions. We have a God who does not stand far off. All the gods in the ancient pantheons were so distant from the people of the world. That was kind of their benefit. So we did all the horrible stuff down here and all sorts of things happened to us human beings, but the gods were far off, untouched and untouchable. But our God has come close and experiencing, experiences things with us. As our family travelled to Taiwan to meet Wei's birth mum, we didn't send Wei off into the little room by herself to meet her birth mother. We were all there together in the room. It was an extraordinary experience and it had an impact on each one of us, probably in a slightly different way, and an impact on us as a whole family. We had this extraordinary life-affirming, family-affirming experience that changed us. In a similar way, God is with us through all our experiences and I'm sure that touches the very heart of God as God journeys with us. And there's a very real sense in which God's presence saves us. The angel of his presence saved them, says Isaiah in his prayer of praise. There's a long history in Israel of the presence of God saving the people. God was present in the pillar of fire and smoke that led the people out of slavery. God was present with Moses as he lifted up his arms as Joshua was fighting the Amalekites, I think it was. And um, Ezekiel saw the Ark of the Covenant with multiple wheels inside of wheels and this capacity to fly in all sorts of directions. And this represented the presence of God coming to the people in exile. God came among the people in the form of an infant child. You might remember that. We were celebrating it on Wednesday. (laughs) And then God died among his people, showing his undying commitment to being with us. God saves by being present with the people. And in a funny kind of way, this is what... I understood way to be saying in that conversation I had her. She was essentially saying, no matter what happens, I'm okay as long as you and mum are with me. She didn't use those words exactly, but the message was, your presence saves me. And that's a very, very powerful thing. And we know this in our own experience as well, I reckon. Anything in life becomes far more manageable when we are surrounded by those we love and those who love us. And even if there's nothing that can be done, their presence can save us. And we are held. We are held by God's presence that holds and carries us. Just as it always has been for the people of God, it is a sense that God has not given up on us, that God walks with us every step of the way and sustains us in good times 
as well as the challenging seasons. So as we reflect on the close of the year and reflect on all that has transpired in 2019, God has not only been with us at the times of our greatest need, God has also lifted and carried us. Even when we do not realise it or we are unable to trust it to be true, God is still with us and it is with this confidence that we can live in God's kingdom. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, your amazing love for us forms us and sends us into a world that sometimes seems uncertain or even hostile. But with your love, we can be transformed into those who give ourselves to others and transform the world you've sent us into. Enable us to do that by the power of your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.